Canuck Central in the Kintec studio. Stan Richo and Satyar Shaw. Canucks in Colorado Avalanche tonight. Yep, it's Hughes versus McCarr. McKinnon versus Pedersen. Rantanen versus Miller. We'll have a pregame coming up after 6 o'clock. But um, before we do any of that, before Kevin Woodley joins us here on this uh, most beautiful Wednesday, November afternoon, it's time for Overrated and Underrated here on a Wednesday for Canuck Central. We've got uh, producer Josh Elliott Wolf behind the glass. Hello. We've got uh, Ben back there. And we have Joseph as well. Got a uh, cast of thousands to put this show on the on the air today. So many questions. We need a lot of producers <laughs> to bet them. 100%. Yeah, and we will uh, start with one from Josh, not me. Uh, the level of concern... <laughs> Glad with, you clarified. <laughs> yeah, well, just so you know. <laughs> uh, the level of concern with Elias Pettersson's injury, overrated or underrated? Uh, I mean, concern... I would say overrated. He still played very well. Um, you, as a look, as a National Hockey League player, you have to fight through things, play through things. I think Pedersen's gotten better at playing through things as his career's gone on. He's clearly not a hundred percent, but still playing pretty well. Even though, you know, we all have the caveat of speaking with Pedersen of. We know there's still another level he can hit. Listen, he was the point leader in the NHL not too yeah. long ago. Now he's two points behind Quinn Hughes. He's clearly slipping. Yes. So there's a lot of problems. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say it's overrated because like he's clearly not playing as well, and his yeah. production is it's not significant, significantly lagging behind, but it's lagging behind a little bit all of a sudden. I'd say it's rated. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's rated. It's perfectly rated. It's rated. Leading okay. off with a rated. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Um... Yeah, it's because, <laughs> like with Patterson, the the one thing that's bothered me about his game recently. Well, I wouldn't say bothered, but the one thing I've noticed is some of the defensive decisions he's making aren't as aren't as crisp as we're used mm-hmm. to seeing from him. Yeah. And some of that, like a lot of the times, like some of that defense leads to offense for him mm-hmm. with rust chances and things of that nature. And I think that's. Um, whether there's a wrist injury or whatever it might be, that's something I think uh, can be rectified even if he's not at 100%. Next one comes from Chef Swagger. Carson Seusser and... Or Carson Seusser, wow. Carson you know, he sounds like, sound like that politician, remember? <laughs> Where this, uh, he said Sammy Seusser and Mark <laughs> McGuire. Yeah, that's me. Sammy Seusser. <laughs> I don't remember that politician, but yes. Yeah. I got to show you guys. <laughs> See, Sammy Seusser. You know, I'm just pulling out these really dated references today. Yes. Greg Ostertag, John Stockton, Carl Malone, Sammy Seusser. Satch is finding ways to tell everybody he's older than I us. I know. No, I'm, just, it's, I'm finally becoming the old guy. Uh, Chef Swagger, I'll start over. The injured guys, Carson Soucy and Pew Suter, overrated or underrated? Um. Okay. They are simultaneously overrated and underrated (laughs) because I think their impact on the roster had been underrated, but after the Canucks lost two games, everybody was pointing and being like, Carson Soucy and Pew Suter, that's why they lost. It's like, ah, I don't don't know if that's also like, this is not the case when two things can be true at the same time. I think uh, they just, uh, 
the Canucks are a better team with those two in the lineup. There is no doubt about that. But you have to be able to overcome injuries to guys that play, you know, fourth or fifth type minutes on your defense pair and play third line center. Like, you just have to. Hey, uh, the Canucks started off fairly well this season without Carson Soucy. And no, without, um, yeah, Carson Soucy was injured yeah. to start the season. And also Teddy Bluger. Yeah. Now, Pew Suter, like, so, I think it's overrated, but I do think uh, Pew Suter's presence, especially having chemistry on that third line, yeah. and we finally saw Blue Girl against the Sharks kind of come come free or you know come loose and, and show what he can do. But I do think his presence has been underrated. He's been really good. I think what's sort what's more sort of underrated in how the Canucks haven't had as much success lately is how teams are playing them differently how teams are scouting them more intensely ahead of every game. And you're, look, when you're one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, you've got the three best scorers in the National Hockey League. Coaches are going to look at that and use it as an opportunity to rile up their team. We're seeing some of that. You know, the Canucks have become more of a a team that's getting their opposition's best punch mm-hmm. on a lot of nights. And... That's part and parcel with the evolution the Canucks have had. This one from Basketball Phil. The Kraken and Golden Knights winter classic jerseys. Overrated or underrated? Both hideous. They are both overrated. Both hideous? Yeah. Don't like either of them. Even the Seattle one. I don't know what the hype is around the this Seattle jersey. I like the Seattle one. What's wrong with the Seattle uh, one? I mean, the Seattle one is good. It's I nice. Like, you know what? It's, it's very like Mariner. Way too many. But that's very Mariner, colors. man. It's very Mariner. It's like it three is. Three colors. It's very <laughs> Mariner. Like you look at like you, there's white, there's blue. Have you not seen boats? <laughs> <laughs> there's red. <laughs> like, all these boats are different colors, man. It's like it's like again, it's very Mariner. <laughs> I've seen Have boats. You not seen Maybe I just prefer the white boats. I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's what it looks like. It's very Mariner. Yeah. So it's very Kraken-y. Yeah, I, yeah Seattle-y. It's very Seattle. I still don't like it. <laughs> it's fine. The Vegas I like me an original potato chip, <laughs> and I like me some plain-colored jerseys. The Vegas one, uh, I like the Vegas one more than the Seattle one, but... Well, the Vegas one, I was like, is that Vancouver? I was wondering for a second. Wait, yeah. are they showing Seattle, Vancouver? <laughs> like, old? that uh, one didn't. I mean, what's the, what's the legacy in, shouldn't it just be like a sand dune? If yeah. You're like legacy in, in Vegas? Yeah, it's kind of hard to you make know? a uh, vintage jersey for a team that didn't exist until three years ago yeah. or five years ago, whatever it is. Um, I do like Vegas is better than Seattle's, personally. But I also just prefer their regular jersey than whatever they put together for the winter classic yeah should do a, they should do a, they should do a, a uh, silhouette of bugsy siegel <laughs> for vegas <laughs> another dated reference for you guys yes I'm just no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like i'm just gonna nod my head and pretend i knew what that ma- that <laughs> reference was <laughs> i was gonna do this all day now just gonna do this all day you can make stuff up and i'd be like oh <laughs> no you can look you know you, you know bugsy siegel no no oh my god all right Next one. All right, move on. <laughs> Nolan, uh, signing Patrick Kane. Overrated or underrated? Uh, underrated. I'd be all for it. I'd love to see it. Really? Yeah, why not? I'm kind of surprised by that. Why? Guy can score. Because he, he doesn't play defense. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, like, the thing is, it's, it's where you play him and how you play him. Yeah. 
Would I rather Phil Kessel than Patrick Kane? No. <laughs> I'd rather have Patrick Kane. I don't know. Didn't Patrick Kane, like, he's coming off the same injury that Nicholas Backstrom had. And Backstrom's just like, you know what? I don't think hockey's for me anymore. <laughs> so, uh, I'm kind of like... And even last year with the New York Rangers... But he wasn't was, really all that impressive. But he, he had some he was, moments. He played injured. He played yeah. injured all last year. Like he shouldn't have been playing. And he played. He played through it. He's a talented hockey player. And I know like the Colorado, the I could Chicago stick through thing. a phone booth. He's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean you I mean, you don't put you put him let, let's say things aren't always going with Kuzmenko. Yeah. Can you maybe have Besser with Kuzmenko and Miller at times? And you go Mikheyev, Pedersen, and Patrick Kane. You're telling me that Patrick Kane playing with Elias Pettersson isn't intriguing to you at all offensively? Because it is to me. Of course it is. But not the guy for the Vancouver Canucks. He's not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. It's also Even for the Buffalo Sabres. Like, I know it'd be like, hey, bringing Patrick Kane to Buffalo. This is fun. It looks like I don't think there could be a worse fit from, like, player to team than Patrick Kane with the Buffalo Sabres. I'm sorry. They need guys that know how to play defense. Patrick Kane, not that guy. <laughs> Next one from Brad. Bobby Orr, overrated or underrated? What kind of a question is this? Well, is he? <laughs> Bobby Orr. If, is if there, some there. current guy is reaching his uh, reaching his records, yeah. then maybe he's overrated. I mean, you have to also, I mean, the errors were different. If Bobby Orr had the training of today's players, for instance. Yeah. What what would he look like if he uh, the guy scored forty six goals in a season? Give me a break. How if he, he had guys to play against that could actually skate. <laughs> and the thing is, like we're t- we're talking about you know how Quinn Hughes is doing what Bobby Orr did. Yeah, but we're talking about like the first four or five years. But think because about- Bobby Orr went on a run where it was like hundred and twenty points, hundred and thirty nine, hundred and seventeen, one hundred one, one twenty two, one thirty five, and then obviously you know the injuries cut yeah. his career short. But that stretch where he was putting up one hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty point seasons, yeah, like come on. The thing about Bobby Orr um, and those hundred and twenty point ish seasons, you know Quinn Hughes, like we're we're comparing Bobby Orr and Quinn Hughes with all these like stats that have happened through the first nineteen games of the season, whatever it is. The thing, like. Bobby carried that through the rest of the season. Yes. <laughs> like we're all expecting Quinn to like come back to earth That's and finish with like maybe 85, 90 points somewhere in that range. Ma- uh, crazy, crazier things have happened. Maybe he hits a hundred like Eric Carlson did last year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be overly shocked by that, but he's not going to get to 130 like he's on pace for Bobby or did. Yeah. Uh, different times. Of course, you know, guys were hacking darts in between periods when Bobby Orr was playing, but as much as we say guys couldn't skate, I know that's the, the the joke. Guys couldn't skate when and Bobby Orr was like the one guy who could skate in the league. Yeah. Say the same thing about Paul Coffey, all these guys. But we watch Connor McDavid, we watch Quinn Hughes, we watch Kale McCarr. Yeah, everybody can skate in the National Hockey League now, but not everybody can skate like those guys. <laughs> Quinn Hughes is all like when he's walking the blue line, Rick Tockett made this point. It's like it's almost impossible to read him. If you're the winger, like you don't you don't know which way he's going because he can switch directions so quickly and yeah. not really lose that much speed. And it's just like there are guys in the league, everybody can skate. Not everybody can skate like Quinn Hughes can. So it's different, but same. Well, the, <laughs> in some ways. Well, the best players of every era look like they're from the future. Bobby yes. Orr looked like he belonged from a different era. We talked about Pablo Barre looked yes. like that. Connor McDavid looks like We're that. Finishing each other's sentences oh, now. Look Unreal. At this. 
Look at us. Look at us. We've been working together. Until Sack gets to a dated reference and then he's like, ah, I don't know. Never mind. I'm out. <laughs> like Starsky and Hutch. Bugsy Siegel. I only know Italian mobsters. Why would I know Bubsy, Bugsy Siegel? The guy, like, pretty much invented Vegas. <laughs> Next one from uh, Keyshawn. I thought Ray Liotta and uh, <laughs> Robert De Niro did. Of course you did. NHL blackouts around American Thanksgiving. Overrated or underrated? Uh, so I get why on Thursday, because nobody's watching hockey when everybody's getting together to uh, have turkey in the States and yes. watch football. Like that's, that's the tradition. The NHL is pivoted by saying, all right, you're going to have Thursday. We're going to do Friday. We're going to put 15 games on Friday. Yeah. And, and I the think, NFL was like, we're going to put one just to screw you a little bit. Like it's, it's I, have been, a, I have a take on that in, in a second. I but. think the reason is because they've done it in the past. And I think in the past too, like the, it's, there've been tough ratings days and also tough attendance days. Those yeah. games, they actually have been. It's just such an American tradition. Get together. Watch football and have, eat your turkey. Yeah, yes, that's what they do, right? It's, it's 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 that day, right? But I do think like people were talking about the other day, there was no games. Sometimes the schedules are schedules. An eighty-two game season, building availability plays in. You are going to have weird games and weird schedules sometimes. But I get the American Thanksgiving one. Um, yeah, Tuesday. I think Jeff Merrick had uh, the reasoning for it. It's basically all of the Canadian teams are asked to go to the U.S. for yeah. this holiday weekend. So the only buildings that were available were, you know, some of the Canadian teams, including Vancouver, but all those teams had to go on a trip uh, south of the border. Um, look, better to cede to the NFL than not. And I know for some hockey fans, that seems like blasphemy, but in reality, owners are looking at their bottom lines they're seeing what's affecting their concessions and their attendance. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand why they don't want to play on uh, on American Thanksgiving. So Black Friday game, uh, the NFL doing the Black Friday game, and it's on Amazon, right, at noon, Yeah, Miami. Dolphins and Jets. Dolphins and Jets. Great matchup, by the way. Who doesn't want to watch uh, Tim Boyle under yeah. center? Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson, <laughs> now third-string quarterback for the so, New York Jets. So... Uh, Amazon paid like $100 million to have this Black Friday game or something like that. Just for this one game, right? To have the rights to this one game. I think it's a sneaky play by them. Not just to get like the viewers, but also people don't go to the store now and they just like buy all their stuff yeah, off Amazon. They'll instead be around. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why? Instead of like going into the store to buy, the, buy their Black Friday stuff. It's a smart move. Why go, to a re- why, go, why go to the mall when I can just buy it on Amazon Prime? And just watch football while I'm doing it. And watch football while I'm doing it. Yeah. Brilliant by Amazon. Fair Damn enough. you, Jeff Bezos. Damn you. <laughs> Austin and Langley. Uh, Canada soccer. Overrated or underrated? Oh, so Nobody overrated. is overrating them right now. No, but they are overrated. But they are still overrated. Yeah, they are overrated. What, what a disaster. Last night was pretty pathetic. You know, you have a two-goal lead on home field going into the second half against Jamaica, and you blow it? That should never happen. Like I, I know they played pretty well in the first half, and the Jamaican goalie had Andre Blake made about a another Elliot Friedman reference, eleven billion saves. But you know what? Doesn't mean you should stop defending, right? It doesn't mean you can just play as casual as they did in the second half. For all the hype that this group of players. Got all they've accomplished 
is qualifying for the World Cup, which is pretty incredible because it was very unlikely they were going to do so when they set out to qualifying for 2022. Yeah. But you know what? Since then, they've been a little bit too... Um, <laughs> thinking their bleep don't stink. Yeah, but also, you know what I mean? But also, there was an air of um, of organizationally of just happy to be there at yes. the World Cup. And, and I would say the players underperformed their talent and also what they should have received in the games, like especially against the Netherlands, should have won that game, for yeah. instance. They should have performed better. You know, they got a result still and everything, but I think they could have done better than get a single point in the three matches. Yeah. Right? So I think it was a bit disappointing from their talent and what they can actually accomplish. But organizationally, it seems like they were just happy to be there. Not an organization, uh, Canada Soccer, that is spending properly or investing properly or just finding the organization is a is a joke it's a joke and at the top the bureaucracy is an absolute joke the things that we saw happen too and all they've done is stunt their development yeah and all they've done is get in the way of their own success and Mm -hmm. it's absolutely pathetic it's uh it's so bad (laughs) like i don't even know how to like properly display how bad it is the players are good enough to be able to close that game out like that first and foremost like as much as the issues with the organization, there are very true and very real. The players should have been able to close that out last night, and that's on them. The coach, interim coach, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a re- like. You know, Maro Biello, he's a fine guy. You know, I covered him when he was the coach of Montreal Impact, and I know him a little bit. But he's just like not the guy to coach guys like Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David and these huge superstars, and he's making. The worst substitutions when Canada needs a goal last night. Taking out the engine of your midfield, Stephen Ustakio, I just will never understand it. And then on top of that, the organization being too poor to be able to put up friendlies in September so that you know Mauro Biello can yeah. at least be given a chance to have some success and have at least one window with this team before these two big games against Jamaica. Everything about this organization is a mess, and it needs to be fixed, and I'm not sure that it will. Next one from Dominic Shermati. November golf, overrated or underrated? Very bad. Cold? Was overrated. It, really cold? it was. I mean, it wasn't cold this morning. Did you guys went and played this morning. I, I went. I went you solo. Did. You did. Where did you go? I, play? I was thinking about Guilford. Oh, nice. Yeah. I stayed firm in my uh, no <laughs> Josh golf left between. the clubs in his storage locker. Yeah, what time Still did there? you go? Uh, I teed off at around eight a.m. Okay, or a little bit before. But it was really cold. Uh, no, it wasn't cold. It was like eight degrees when I teed off. Oh, that's not bad. It was, fine. It was overcast. But it rained a lot last oh, night. Oh, so it was really wet. It was really wet. That's tough. <laughs> November golf is for sure underrated. Is it? Because like you look at the rest of the country we live in, and you're yes. like, you don't even have the opportunity. You, can you don't play. even have the opportunity. So yes. if we have the opportunity, tomorrow's going to be sunny. Those so are you're good playing days. tomorrow, it's like, hey, good for you. Yeah. Nobody else can do it. I, uh, I, I, had might, a, I, I might get out in November then. I, uh, I had a tough time in the mud. I'm not going to lie. But I, like, I've been getting lessons. And... It's fine going to the range and stuff, right. but you want to get out on the course and see yeah. if it's actually working. Is it you working? Uh, <laughs> you're catching a few fat in the mud. Yes, you're catching a few fat in the mud. It was like, um, but you know, there's there's uh, there was still a lot of fun. Like yeah. you know, you go golf and you always have those good shots that just feel so great. Keep oh. you coming back. Keep you coming back. But I don't know. I, I think I need to be more well prepared for uh, for the wet golf. You know, get some real waterproof gear. Playing Blundstones. Yes. <laughs> get some get some serious, like, chains on the bottom of my head. Put some spikes on. <laughs> Put some spikes on. <laughs> uh, that would be the day. Uh, November golf. You know what? Ben convinced me. Underrated. Oh, very good.
Next one. Lucas. Uh, granola bars as a snack. Overrated or underrated? Uh, are we talking about like the ultra sugar ones that are just like uh, yeah, 200 calories, 20 grams of sugar, no grams of protein? Yeah, let's yeah. go with those ones, like the thin <laughs> ones. Yeah. The dips. Yeah. I think they're called. It's like a chocolate Chewy. bar. It's basically a chocolate bar. Like, just, hand a, just have a candy bar. <laughs> Why not just have candy then? Just have candy. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I'd say they're overrated though because in general, like I, I'm all for protein bars. You guys know I have yes. my bag always has a few. Protein That's always bars. got something in his bag of tricks because it's easy to have, right? It's it's good in terms of convenience, right? And and it, it's good sustenance, some protein, some calories. You feel good at least you got some food in you, but it's like it's not good. No, it's not good stuff. Like what I'm, I'm sick and tired of these bars. <laughs> Granola balls are these bar bar bars, and uh, <laughs> some of the like the healthier ones, I guess. Ones that are, have only real ingredients. Yeah, but they have like two grams of protein usually yes. or something. It's weird. It's like the healthier they are, like the less good stuff they have in them. I'm like, what's going on? It's, now it's just like, just like basically having fruit. Like I may as well just eat fruit. Yeah. I don't know. There's a balance. I think they're overrated. They're not very filling either, except for like the protein ones. Yeah, are, but a little regular bit. Regular granola bars. Yeah, just just sugar. Yeah. You know. Uh, we'll end with this one. Overrated, underrated. Traveling over the holidays. Oh, so overrated. So open. Like the only Buddy. thing that's rated by properly by it is if you go somewhere warm when it's cold. Mm -hmm. That's underrated. But you don't have to do it on the holidays. You can do it around the holidays. It's just so much more expensive. Yeah, but also like it's a nightmare getting around. Airports yeah. are busy. Everything's busy. People are just like sick and angry. It's uh, not fun. I, I get so many like calls and texts around this time of year. People are like, are you you coming back east for uh, for the holidays? I'm like, what? So I can spend. Between me and my wife, twenty five hundred bucks for two plane tickets for four days. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't really add up for me. Doesn't uh, sound fair or fun. Yes. <laughs> um, and also like, very personally, and I may have family listening that may not like hearing this, but when you have to travel to go see family during the holidays, it is stressful, man. It is so stressful. You got to like, you know, you want to see all your friends. You want to see all your family. And everybody wants their own little piece. It's just like, whew. Everyone wants it can a piece be a of lot. Dan Riccio. It can be a lot. That's all I'm saying. Dan Riccio flexing on his family. Yes. Like, you know what? I don't got time for you. I'm too busy. No, it's, it's too just, many it, it would be you. very, it would be a lot nicer if it was like spaced out. It's if a to-do list. Time. There's a legit to-do list. There's to yeah. see what to do. I got to see this person. I got to see, I got to go see my, I got to see ZNZO. You know, I haven't seen them in a Listen, while. And vacations with itineraries are not vacations. Yes. That's, I would much rather like go to Cabo for four days. But that's not going to happen. Uh, we've got lots of Canucks games that, at that time anyways. We do. You know what's nice hard. about holidays this year, though? No Canucks game on New Year's Eve. No, there isn't. Uh, no Canucks game on New Year's Eve. Obviously, they don't play on Christmas Day, but they actually have a pretty light schedule over yeah. the holidays, which is great for us because, like, I'm, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I ha I work a game on the 23rd and the 28th. Yes. And then, like, the entire time I'm off to, like, the 2nd, I think. Yes. So I'm just taking time off during that time. Vancouver Warriors lacrosse. Don't miss out on the best show in town for as low as $25 at tickets.vancouverwarriors.com. Com. The goalie guru, Kevin Woodley, is next on Canuck Central. Catch up on what happened in Vancouver sports with Halford and Bruff in the morning. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.